excited to have this guest this week. I've known her a long time. No, I love you more. And <laughs> and I've, first of all, started as a fan. Oh. Then met her and was like, now I'm fangirling. Like, now I want to be like your BFF. She's like ultimate, like, you know those girls you meet and instantly you feel like you're friends. They're like very accessible. Yeah, because you're that for me. Let me get my compliments okay, out. Sorry. I'm trying to tell everybody Thank how wonderful you. you are and you won't let okay. me. Okay. She's just like instant BFF vibes. Not only is she a hilarious comedian, but she's just like a good person and a new mama. She has a special that just came out called Slay at Home Mom. Yes. Okay, that title is everything. Oh, thanks. Check it out. Follow her on Instagram at Hello Pasternak. We'll plug everything at the end, but you guys have to watch the special. It's juicy. Even if you don't have a kid, it'll make you either really want one badly or not want it whatever. But yeah, it's fucking hilarious in the process. Everybody welcome Heather Pastor. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me on Globe Throtting. Oh my god. You look amazing. No, I, I think you look amazing. We're in our black uniform. We both showed up in all black sweats, but we put on mascara in case we took a picture. It's like we're soulmates and we had the same idea, right? And we both have the curly fro going, but you've got this yes. cool shagged. I got a razor haircut and I'm feeling it. It's very vintage. It's very... It fits your vibe. Thanks. It's good. It's like a mom haircut, but like a cool girl edition. I'll take it. Because you know how moms, they they cut all their hair off because their kids are grabbing at your hair? I know. I get it. I'm in layers. I'm in layers right now. I'll probably still get my hair pulled, but it's worth it. But like, yeah, but yours is like, okay, I cut off all my hair because my baby's like eating it, but it's like... Excuse me, I'm also a 70s icon. Yes. It's, giving, it's cool. She's feeling it. I, I, I'm attracted to it. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you because I know you love to travel. I do. You also gave me like a really good uh, Bali tip. I, the, the past episode, if you listen to it, the treehouse, that was from oh, you. Oh, yeah. So she knows her shit when it comes to globe thought. Bali was fun back when I'm in my 20s when I was wild and young and free. Traveling is like a little different now because I have this baby and I do stand up. So I'm like doing road gigs and I'm trying to kind of navigate like can I bring my baby and husband like which trips are good to bring them on and how do I bring them and like all of that kind of thing and and so I've gotten good at certain things or like I can do a road gig I can do a weekend tour like in a backpack in a carry-on that's crazy yeah if you don't have a kid and you're not able to pack everything in a backpack what are you doing yeah okay heads we're gonna get into all the baby stuff okay okay? this is gonna be a baby centric pod episode but we always like to start with some opening questions because I feel like they just really do let you know yeah who's who and what's what hit me okay oh my god I just I've never seen your ring in public oh my god oh my god oh my god wow diarrhea can wait this ring is gorgeous (laughs) and I love this whoa thank you you're so cool okay opening question what is your most epic diarrhea story while traveling? I mean, probably Bali, to be honest, because I was so stressed out about getting malaria that I took like the mosquito, whatever those pills are that, you you know, have you heard of? There's a whole thing called Bali belly where yes. it's like, yeah, I remember being on a toilet like, you know, when you're it's so bad that you have like I had my feet up on the toilet as well. I was like squatting on the toilet and it was so painful. I like bruised my knee, biting myself. And actually, I remember in that moment being like, I don't know if I can do child labor. Like, I remember having this thought of like, you know, women who like do labor without an epidural. I'm like, I need an epidural for this shit. Like, (laughs) it was so real. Um, So, yeah, that was probably the worst time. I mean, the only other thing I can say is like when you're in a new love relationship and you do that like first fun flirty travel together, it's never fun to like have to even just take a regular poop when you're like traveling with someone and it's like new. Um, You don't want to acknowledge that you have an asshole. Yeah. For as long as humanly possible. I think those are my two stressful poop memories. But like now I'm in my 30s and I don't give a fuck. And like when I was pregnant, I had to poop at a lot of inopportune times. Like my husband still makes fun of me because I would poop at like on the top of like a hike, like a fucking crazy animal, just like pregnant lady in the woods, um, which is really insane. But also, why are there no bathrooms at the top of hikes? Like we need some porta potties. You know what I mean? Do you think the animals would just like fuck them up? I think that I just would do, it's like a dog's doing it. So 
I'll just blame this on a dog. I mean, <laughs> tell me more about this poo squat you had going on in the Bali. The poo squat. So I've heard this thing. Um, there's a yoga pose where like it, it, they call it like digesting rocks is like the, the slang name for it. Because if you ever have a digestion issue, it's like if you bend your knees and kind of like I wish I could show you. But it's like, you know, squat over like like you're a little sandwich, like your feet are flat on the floor, but your knees are bent. Like, you know, it's really common. This is like why they sell those benches where you put your feet up when you're taking a shit because it's like to be squatting is easier to like have a bowel movement. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I was just in like a really horrible pain taking this like drug because I was afraid of getting bit by a mosquito in Bali. I had malaria. I probably should have just gone with malaria. It probably would have been less intense, to be honest. The, I had malaria, but I had like the, the head kind where it felt like I was, I got it in Uganda and I was, wa- I, every time I would take a step, I felt like shooting pains down my spine Oof. from the back of my head. Oh, okay. It was maybe with, I like, did fevers. get off easy. I'm not sure. I don't know what Holy the answer shit. is, but I do feel deterred from traveling places where I like have to get shots to go. Cause that's just rough. I feel you. I feel you. Also, now that you have a kid, I mean, do you really oh. want to be like risking No, that's the whole thing. And also like, he's so young that it's like he can't even appreciate some of the travel. So it's like not worth it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. That was illuminating. TMI. (laughs) No, literally there is no TMI when it comes to like 40 minutes into this shit story. You're like, Oh, do we have time for any other questions? (laughs) Like, no, she's still describing her like feces from Bali when she was 22. She's like, I got the color, the texture. I even have photographs. Yeah. Um, love that. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your vulnerability. (laughs) Um, the second opening question, have you ever gotten like a super intense fight or any crazy fight while traveling? I've gotten into some good fights while traveling um by the way i love that these opening questions feel like ending questions like they're very intimate um, <laughs> let's see if we can talk about fucking and fighting and pooping and whatever yeah then we can talk, we about, can talk about anything. anything you're right so um i went to amsterdam with one of my girlfriends after our birthright trip and um she wasn't as well traveled as i was not that i was super well traveled but like i don't feel like she was as comfortable like going with the flow and she's like a little bit more stubborn as a person in general and we got into this fight in the middle of Amsterdam and it was like so stupid it was like she wanted to go somewhere and I was like let's go to this dumpling house it's right here and um I don't remember what happened but I was like basically just like see ya like find a wi-fi cafe and hit me up about like where we can meet up later because we gotten into such a big fight like she wanted to like keep walking and we'd already been walking and we were already hungry and I was like well I want to go to the dumpling house that's in front of us I don't want to walk for another hour and a half to find something that you found a review on like you know what I mean yeah and um Overall, on the trip, we had fun. We, like, microdosed mushrooms there, and we were, like, you know, really – and we went to Germany, and we did Amsterdam. So this was, like, already you'd been rooming with someone for, like, two weeks. We'd done Israel, and we had this joke where there was, like, this guy we met on mushrooms, and his name was Harry, and, like, the rest of the trip, we were, like, was Harry real? Um, and then, like, we ran into him again, but we were still, like, is Harry real? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, overall, it was a good trip, but we got into this fight. Things escalated, and I am usually very go with the flow. I come from a family where I'm, like, used to being the peacekeeper and kind of putting my wants last and just being like okay I'll take the easy road but I was just fucking tired and hangry which is like my Achilles heel if I'm hangry I'm like not my best self and I was like I just want to go to this dumpling house that's in front of us and uh, she was like no well fine and we like got into this like screaming fight in the middle of Amsterdam and I was just like well let's meet up later and the cutest thing she said and we were like young and I've known her since high school but like it was the moment when I realized she hadn't done a lot of traveling is like I saw the panic in her eyes at the idea of like splitting up and she was like we're in a foreign country (laughs) and she just like screamed that at the top of her lungs and I was like okay then get your shit together and come to this dumpling place and uh it all worked out but it was just kind of a cute moment but it also made me think a little bit about you know you want to travel with people that are easygoing I think that I haven't always done that and then that's like difficult you know yeah um I went to Bali with a girlfriend and we had some other issues in our friendship but like she was much more conservative and I was like trying to get laid and we had all these things where it was like she was like yeah okay but don't bring anyone back to our place and I was like okay so I have to like get murdered if I'm gonna like get some dick in Bali um and we had a fight not while we were traveling but later where she was like and you needed to be validated by men and I was like yeah I like what like you know um so we got through that but it's hard traveling with people. It's so intimate. It's so intimate. It's it's it, you go from zero to sixty in like two seconds. And I also feel like not every 
friendship needs like you don't need to travel with everyone that's true like i think some people you gotta know like even if we're not as close you'll be a fun person to travel right. with and that can be a thing you guys do and your friendship yeah and other friendships maybe it's like we don't need to travel together yeah. it's like you don't want to root we don't want to live with all of your friends yeah i remember in bali too like we were staying in this beautiful place and i was writing a script at the time and i wanted to like stay inside and like write the script and look at the view and she was like i want to explore and i don't feel safe doing it by myself so it's like it's hard especially when you're women traveling by yourself you don't feel like you can be like well fuck you then you feel like okay we got to work the buddy system like how can we do what you want for an hour and what i want for an hour and just, like, not kill each other on a two-week trip. Like, it's tough. It takes a lot more pre-negotiation and pre-talking than I think when you're a dude going with your buddies somewhere. I think you have to talk about, like, a lot more things of, you know, if we find ourselves in this situation, what do you want to do? Like, it's like a prenup for your travel experience. Oh, my God, yeah. you got to have, That's like, really helpful. I wish I had out. thought about that ahead of time. But I also think it's something you can feel out. Like, go – if you're going to travel, go with your most easygoing friend who, like, when you're on your way to a party and someone suggests something else, you're both like, yeah. Or, like, when things don't work out, you just always have fun with them. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel – like, they feel like if plans change, it doesn't, like, ruin your life. Yeah. It's tough. Or go with three people and or like two and then people you can and divide you can and always, conquer. Yeah, divide and then conquer. you can have also like, well, the majority wants this. So that is helpful. And I got into a fight as we're talking about this. I'm like, and I got into a fight <laughs> and I got into a fight. But my husband and I, when we first met, I took him to a wedding in New Orleans and we were going to do acid and I was going to like try it for the first time and he was going to like be my shaman. And then he got like wasted and I felt like I was babysitting and oh, he tried to so like annoying. take a pee off of the balcony of our Airbnb and it was not good Airbnb etiquette. <laughs> um, so we Come got through on, that, husband. but you know, uh, I still married him, but you know, no one's perfect. And, I, I will say it does escalate those fights, like things that wouldn't come up when you're in your normal situation. Like it can tell you a lot to go travel with someone. Absolutely. Make so a break. you are, speaking of your husband, like you were like queen of dating, stand up. You were. I enjoyed dating. I feel so like I cool. did it. I did it. Yeah. And did. I had fun doing it. And I think, you know, if you can have fun doing it, that's the key because it can get really daunting if you're not doing it for fun. You would talk about dating in your stand-up in a way that didn't make it seem like it was bad to date around. Like, you you made it feel empowered to date around, shop around, find out yeah. what you like. Like, I always that. was always that. my strategy was date a lot of guys. Be honest. Like, none of them thought we were in committed relationships. Yeah. And then when one of them really likes you, you'll know because they'll be jealous and they'll tell you to stop seeing other guys. And that way I felt like I didn't have to be the one who's be like, what is this? Are we doing something? Like I was like, had a lot of options. yeah, I'm just going to have fun until I meet someone who's like, I got to lock this bitch down. And that's how I'll know. And that worked for me. And it's not for everyone. Some people feel like, well, I really want to focus on one person. That being said, I don't, I don't feel comfortable sleeping with a lot of people. Like I wasn't like having sex with all those people, but like I would go on first, second, third dates, you know, a lot of times with different guys and just see what was out there and like enjoy meeting different people. Iconic. So your current husband, you guys have been together how long? My current husband is your if there's husband. so many. Well, I always tell like, but I think there's like, I think it's like three years now. It's not that, that long. you've been married? Uh, yeah, I want to say we've been married three years and then we were dating for like two. I think I met him around when I was 30 and now I'm 35. It all feels like a blur. There's so many, it's like our baby is 19 months old and if our train left at 2 p.m., like I feel <laughs> like the math on it is like, I don't know. I Sometimes I feel like it's 40 years and sometimes I feel like it's five minutes, but, um, I wish we'd had more time together without having a baby, but then, you know, you meet in your thirties and it's like, well, better do this while the equipment works and see what happens it is pressure so you so you have a 19 month old yes that much I know it must be a big shift from like having all this independent free like you know touring like how talk to me about how it's been going from doing stand-up as well honestly having a child has been really motivating for me like I've gotten much more interested in road work and monetizing my stand-up and um you know, when I was younger, I was telling myself these stories like I thought, well, you can't work the road unless you're famous or you've been on TV so you can get butts and seats. But that's like not really true. That's just something I kind of thought was true. And I really feel like the theme of my 30s is like, if I don't know something, go find someone who does. Um, And just being open to the fact that like other people have more information than I do. So in retrospect, I wish I'd gotten more interested in doing road gigs before I had the baby because when you're a comedian and you start out doing the road you have to host and you have to feature and you're lucky to break even doing those spots and then you know when you get good at it for a couple years and you develop relationships 
at those clubs, then you can headline and start making money and make it more feasible to like bring your family along or whatever. Um, so it's been a little negotiation of like, how do I invest in myself and my brand and my stand up and not totally torture my family? Cause it's like my <laughs> husband ends up being the sole babysitter or if I bring them, then he just feels like he's out of his element without his normal babysitter. And there isn't someone like on the road that we trust where we can like go out for a night. So there's been a lot of like learning the hard way. <laughs> um, but I think it's doable. I'm trying to take them with me to Austin in December, I think. Um, but yeah, I've learned a lot of like what not to do okay. on the fly. So what is, okay. So tell me about what not to do. Okay. On the fly. Well, so I, we, we, I did the world series of comedy in Vegas, which is super fun, a great festival. I'd recommend it to any comic who's interested in road work. And, um, I thought, well, let's see if we can bring the baby and the husband. So, like, one of our first mistakes was we had miles. So, we used our, like, miles. And we're like, it's just a 40-minute flight. Like, we'll fly with him. But then we got there and realized, like, we needed a fucking car. And we had to, like, keep putting our car seat, like, in our Uber. And, like, it was just so much. We should have just done the five-hour drive and then had a car there. Um, the other thing we did was we stayed in the hotel where the festival was because I thought, well, that'll be easy. I'll go down and do the shows and I'll come up and watch the baby and like you can go out and gamble. And we thought, well, in the morning when the baby wakes up, we'll take him to the pool. But like what we didn't factor in was that um, at a hotel, it's like your baby wakes up at 6 a.m. The pool opens at 10. Oh, my God. So like what do you do for four hours in the morning? Like let him play in like a smoke filled casino. Like so there were things I didn't think about, like staying at a smoke free hotel. But what I really would have done in retrospect is get an Airbnb off the strip near a park, like more prioritize what the kids day routine was like instead of trying to squish him into mine. Okay. Like, you know, I like in theory that we're the kind of parents who are like, we're not going to stop living. Like we'll bring the kid with us. But it would have been easier on all of us if I just... I also saw the value in an itinerary. Like by the last day, it was like, okay, 7 a.m., we're going to Starbucks for coffee. Like 8 a.m., we're getting an Uber, we're going to park. 11.30, nap. Like if you have a schedule, it feels a lot easier. Um, and there's more freedom and structure. Yes. Um, I, you know what I think is so interesting? That one of the biggest differences about like people who want to travel who don't, who don't have kids are like, get me away from an itinerary. I hate yes. when I travel with someone who's giving me an itinerary. Totally. It's so annoying. Let me live in the moment, whatever. And it's like, now you have a kid. And the kid doesn't give a shit about how... 15 minutes without an itinerary feels like 15 years with a child. <laughs> like, Truly, you're just like, like, what the fuck? Some, so I feel like maybe a great tip for parents it, who are traveling is get away from this, like, like single girl or, like, traveling for totally. fun mentality. Get into, the, like, the routine. Like, the same thing that you need at home. The reason why kids yeah. need so much structure at home, right? It's, like... It helps everybody. I think also traveling with friends or another couple who has a baby is a big win because like then, you know, you guys can stay home and give those parents a night out and those parents can stay home and give you a night out or like yeah. the moms can stay home and give the dads a night out. Like that's one of the harder things when you're traveling with a baby is finding anyone you trust who can like watch your kid. Right. Um, but especially when you're, when you're in a, a different place, yeah. that isn't just like they're in their own they home. Might wake up. But it actually is easy once he falls asleep. Like here's my fantasy ideal. And by the way, if you have friends who are parents, this is something you can offer to them that will make them drool. But it's <laughs> like, Hey, once your kid is already asleep at seven 30 or whatever, like on, on a night when you're just going to stay in and do computer work or watch a movie, like offer to go to their house and watch TV while their kids sleep so they can go out and get a drink or get a dessert or get a bite. Like even if someone would have been able to do that for us in Vegas and we could have gone down to a casino and like, you know what I mean? Like it just is hard to find someone you trust, even when there's not a lot of heavy lifting, but just someone who can be there. Cause uh, apparently it's not cool to like leave your kid unattended. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> sleeping. What else? Yeah, we're doing? like, um, if we go down to the casino and he's in the hotel room, are we? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but so yeah, that's helpful. So like, even like I'm gonna go do stand up in Austin, and that's a place where it'll be fun because I have friends there. I have a friend whose house we can stay at, and there might be a night where he's gonna stay in anyway. And when the kid falls asleep, like maybe we can go out for a bite like those kind of things really make or break the thing but that's the hard thing when your parents traveling with a kid and you're in a place where you don't have a babysitter is how do you make time for you guys totally talk to me about you're in your home you're about to leave for the airport yeah what are what is all the things that you I mean, just leave like eight hours early probably um there's also so most airlines you can the stroller is free to bring and the diaper bag is free to bring. And additionally, if you're pumping, a uh, breast milk bag is free to bring. So those are really helpful things. Like even at the end when I wasn't pumping that much, I was like, I'm going to bring a pumping bag. And like, you know, fill it with stuff. Like I filled so many, the diaper bag with so many things. Another hot thing I do now because they make you pay for every carry-on on a lot of 
uh, airlines is I'll bring a carry-on of merch in like a duffel bag that folds up really easily and then I'll aim to sell all that merch while I'm out of town and then I can just pack the duffel bag. I don't have to pay for the carry-on on the way back. Oh my God, so smart. Another thing I do is I always pack a tote bag because I feel like um, I don't like to bring a purse because it feels like such a waste of a personal item. So I'll bring a backpack as the personal item, pack a tote, and then when I get there, I use my tote as my purse. Okay, you are coming in hot. I'm coming in hot. With all these good tips. These are great tips. I'm so glad to hear that from like a real traveler like you. I'm just like, damn. Another thing for light <laughs> packing is like wear your biggest, most difficult shoe on the flight. Like I always like I wear the big boots on the flight and then I just pack a pair of sneaks. And I also, if you're, if you're like a sweaty sleeper, you can't do this, but I will bring a t-shirt that I'm going to sleep in and then I wear it the next day. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, I like, yeah, yeah. I like to wear my bulkiest items for sure on flights and I'll even bring a jacket because the thing is, even if you're going from like a warm place to another warm place, it gets cold yeah. on flights. Totally. It always gets cold on flights. And especially if you can have something you can tie around your waist. Yes. So that you have hands free. Or That's like if dream. you're not, if you're, you don't want to hold more shit. Also infant Tylenol is really good to travel with. Like our kids started teething on the way back from a new New York trip. And it was like, he got his first cold and teething all at once. And it was a long flight. Oh my God. You know, your kid's going to cry on a flight. Your, your only saving grace is really hoping that there's another kid on the flight who's doing worse than your kid <laughs> that's the actual hope a shittier kid yes amazing do you feel like if your kid is acting up on a flight first of all what what how do you feel about it if your kid's I crying feel are you like sad for myself I don't <laughs> have time to be sad for anyone else I'm <laughs> dying and he'll do things like he'll be like smiling and sweet with the flight attendants and then screaming with us so everyone thinks we're like horrible parents oh my god um, he's such a little he's manipulative. you know it's like well because they're comfortable with you so they'll be like their worst self and then with strangers they're like hi and you're like what the fuck <laughs> Um, but I, another hot tip I got was like bring a toy that they've never seen before. So they'll be like super fascinated. So like saving that and like also snacks that require them to use their hands like Cheerios or like fruit leathers where they like have something to do. Project food? Yeah. Ooh. Um, this is all – I feel like this is good for – adult humans yeah it's true so, like it's good keep for adult yourself too yeah like keep yourself occupied because some of them are just you're so like mind-numbingly bored yeah. and also if you can afford it obviously pre-check makes everything go a lot faster and smoother and just like yeah with the baby it's hard to get anywhere on time so I think leaving early and we've often done like driving our car and then leaving it like at airport parking lot the thing is, with Uber being so expensive, often yeah. it is the same price or if not cheaper to leave your car. If you're going on like a three or four day totally. trip. And there are places that are not like at the airport. It's very expensive, but, very but like, yeah, very close to the airport. But and you have also, to leave time to do it without the anxiety of it. I also think weed gummies for anxieties have made traveling a lot easier for me. Absolutely. Um, if you also have like a Chase Sapphire Reserve, for example, that I've heard about card, that. They will give you free pre-check and global entry are free. Wow. Free as in they, it's you baked have your, the annual annual cost but you get $300 worth of um annual travel credit. And do they have like the um the lounges? Can you get into lounges with they that? They have one? priority pass but it, I never know where the okay. hell those lounges are. Yeah, the you lounges right are hard to find. I but I was no with someone who are. found one and I was like this is nice. Okay, but truly it's never in the terminal or at anywhere near the terminal I need to be in, so I don't really get it. But I will say, if it's let's say it's four fifty annual, three hundred is travel credit, which means even Ubers right. count toward that, parking meters count towards Ooh, that's that. Cool. And then um like global entry is free. That's a hundred bucks right there. Yeah. And it comes with pre check. Is Chase so is Chase Sapphire sponsoring this podcast? No, they but they be. should because I, I have them and they're great. And then also like when you use your points, like you get three time, three points per dollar you mm -hmm. spend on travel, dining, anything yes. like that, restaurants, whatever, DoorDash, all Love of that. It. If you like use it towards travel, they're worth like one and a half times the amount. Wow. So even if you have like $300, if you were to use it towards something random, yes. it'd be like four, what's, what is, wh I don't know math. Yeah, I don't, don't know science. I couldn't even alone. answer how long I've been with my husband. So don't <laughs> look at me. <laughs> I went to art school. Leave me alone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 
it's really, really handy. So, yes, absolutely pre-check. I don't know how people don't have – it's yeah. the most too. I also think, it. you know, grandparents make the world go round. It's like before you have a kid, you're like, get me far from my in-laws. But then when you have one, you're like, grandma and grandpa, like, do you want to come on our honeymoon? Because, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Help us. Yeah. Um, Strengthen numbers. Bring the tribe if you can. And also ditch the baby if you can is another – you know, sometimes I leave the baby and the husband and I go for the weekend and it's nice to just do two nights and you get to miss each other and – it's wham bam, no screaming children. O M G. Honestly, I would totally come with you and watch your baby just because I want a baby. Yes. I, every, every baby I look at, I feel so Are betrayed you baby by hungry? my. Yes. Yeah. It's so annoying. Logically, in my brain, mm-hmm. I'm like, if I were to cut my neck off from my head, it'd be like cut, no babies. You know what I mean? If I cut yeah. my neck, if I my head, I'm like, I'm not ready. I whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can handle the stress. That's no sleep. Whatever. Right now, I. Every baby I see, I'm like, I want to eat you. Yeah. I want to eat you. I want to chew on your little feet. It's yeah. kind of creepy and gross, but, no, but it's, I mean, I'm like, so every baby I see, I'm like, I feel it in my well, ovaries. you're on the way. You can get you I'm can 31. Get it is what it is. Um, Okay. Some more questions. Honestly, you came so prepared. That was hot. I've just listened to your podcast and I was like, I need to bring the heat. Um, when people come and they're like, oh, I love this product, but I don't know the name. I'm like, I gave you so <laughs> much time to come. I'm like, come on, come on. We want to know the product Oh, you names. know what else? I love, I hate checking bags personally. I try to always get shit in a carry-on. So it's really helpful. Like I'll try to find the sunscreen that's like three ounces or less. Like trying to get those sizes ahead of time makes a big difference. Also, there's, you know how you always get like if you order from Sephora or something, you always get those little sample sizes. Yeah. Yeah, those are perfect I, for travel. Perfect for Save travel. Save them. Get yourself like a little, you know, the everything drawer that yes. every family, every house has. You know what also I've seen at other people's homes that I thought was cool is in the guest bathroom, like a basket of those samples. Absolutely. Always keep those, even if you think you're not going to use them. Or when you go to a stay at a hotel and you get those little shampoo bottles or, yeah, I don't like the shampoo. I always feel like such a grandma because I'll like take those things and hoard them and then I like never use them. It's kind of like, and then they instant backfire. Like I'll take those tiny jams from like diners and then they like explode in my bag and I'm like, I deserve this. But like, it makes me feel safe having tiny items. Tiny (laughs) items is great. Like it's, it's also like a fun toy for your kid to play with. Yeah. It's not tiny enough that it's a choking hazard. Um... Okay, so are there like must-have traveling with a baby products that yes. you love? I mean, what you are need, some of those? You need a travel crib. That's unfortunately something that you can't buy. Uh, I mean, you can't check for free, but it's worth it because. Do you have a favorite? Um, no, they're all kind of the same, to be honest. Um, I think also a sound machine for our kid. Like, you want to try to recreate the environment that they have at home. So, like, in our house, we put on the sound machine all night. So, like, you need to either bring a Bluetooth speaker or know that you're going to leave one of your phones, you know, on airplane mode on Spotify, ocean waves all night. Like, prepare for that. Bring a couple books that they know. Like, familiarity and trying to, like, keep that routine. Like, bring a couple bath toys. Um and lightweight toys, like things like we have like stacking cups where it's like this can be a bath toy or like a building toy outside of the thing. And the the travel crib is amazing because you can put them in it during the day and it's like a little baby prison, but it keeps them from like running around. Our kid's super mobile and this was a total nightmare that in the hotel in Vegas, we had one of those doors where if you pull down on the handle, it unlocks the door. So he could like get out into the hall. Um, also like just bring what your kid is into. Like our kid is like, he, everything is like ball, ball, ball. So like, you know, bring a small ball. It doesn't have to be a basketball, but like bring some shit. And I think a general travel rule is like, especially when you're traveling with a kid, it's like, you're going to forget something. Don't bring anything that you would die if you lost. You know what I mean? Fair. Um, do you think it's helpful to have two of everything if you travel a lot with a no, kid? No, because I like traveling light. And usually anywhere no, you I mean are. home stuff and then have a bag. Oh, have I mean. Stuff. So if, you, ha- if yeah. you do lose it while you're traveling, you have it at home and you don't have to I worry think there about is it. an ideal world where it's like that, but I don't know that I've ever gotten there. Like in my <laughs> mind, it's like I have my at-home makeup and then my travel makeup bag. And then like you look at how much makeup is and you're like, I'm not buying two of these. Fair. Or like then by the time you go and use it, it's like that shit is expired. So like in theory, I think it sounds good, but it's not always easy to pull off. I think what's better is just having a list and being like, do I have this? Do I have this? Do I have this? Because also the weird thing about babies is shit changes. It's like traveling with him at six months. If we didn't have a pacifier, like you would, we would die, Um, you know, and then like traveling with him now, he doesn't use a pacifier. Uh, And then it was like a teether if he doesn't have a teether. Like, so it's like things sort of rotate and, and so quickly at that age that it's really hard to do that. That's true. 
Do you feel like um, there's certain accommodations that are better? Like, do you prefer Airbnb? Yeah, that's what I think I've learned. I think Airbnb is better unless it's like a hotel that's like meant for children or it's like known for being like a family friendly hotel. Um, especially in a city like Vegas, like there was one, we were like pushing him in the stroller, like on the strip to like a Thai restaurant and there were like people shooting heroin on the side. And I was like, this is not ideal. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I don't know if I want to expose him to the Yeah, like I kind of want to take a picture because I feel like this is a memory, but also like I want to forget this ever happened. <laughs> Very <laughs> fair. Um, okay. But he was just starting to talk. So it was funny. He's repeat stuff, but not perfectly. So we'd be on the strip reading things and we'd be like topless girls. And he'd be like, like, you know, it was like, it was funny. Start him young. You know? Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you're really good with like travel credit cards and, point, yeah. and you like have this. Can you tell us a sure. little bit about like, well, in my twenties, I was really good at getting credit card debt and then doing balance transfers, but then like paying them off in time. But now I've wised up to get a travel credit card. So like right now I have the JetBlue card. And so we have a lot of points on there and they don't work towards everything, but it's like, I can pretty much fly free to like Vegas, Arizona. Like, so I think I would say, and I've learned to join all the airline clubs and stuff that like, you know, when you're clicking through and it's like, do you want to sign up for Advantage Miles or whatever? and you're like no like just bite the bullet sign up like have a sheet with all your different little credit plugins um I just got the advantage city credit card because I was trying to book a flight in North Carolina and the flight was $500 and it was like if you sign up for the credit card right now we'll take $200 off so that's the other thing is like waiting until you need them to use them um to sign up for them I mean because they often have like initial deals like if you're buying a flight you know, you can do it at that same time and get like a big chunk savings and then use those points. Uh, I also have the Bank of America travel card, which is really great. That one you get credit and then you can like any purchase that is considered a travel purchase, you can use the credit towards. So you just get like straight up transactions wiped off your credit card bill, which is so nice. And also, um, one good thing if you're going to get a new credit card, a lot of times if you use like up to a certain amount. Right. In the in beginning the first month, chunk. Yeah. Then you get like a shit ton of extra points. points. Totally. So let's say if you're going to, if you're about to have a baby and you know you're about to, or like let's say you're pregnant or yeah. like you know you're about to put a shit ton, like you have to right, even just get the groceries, groceries on yeah. one, one month, like always remembering to use your same credit card. Yeah. Like if you know you're about to just have like a lot, like you're about to do the nursery. Yeah. Right. And you're, you know, you're going to put like $4,000 worth of yes, stuff. Yes, get those points. Do you get a new credit card that has that and advantage. And pay in full so you don't fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you don't want to use it instead of your debit card in a way where you forget about it, but you want to get the points. Yeah, I mean, just be strategic because it is so worth it. You can get yourself like a free honeymoon totally, that or free vacation or free It might whatever. be to like one of the four locations you can use the points on, but still. Free shit's free shit. Free shit and when you shit. have a kid, I imagine... Anything, you know, helps. Everything helps. But I also think that, um, and I've heard other women talk about this, that like your earning power gets greater when you have a kid. So I've heard this thing that when men are single, they make, it's easier for them to make more money. But when women have other people they're supporting, it's easier for them to make more money. And I really felt that like as a freelancer and a self-employed person, like when I was negotiating for just myself, I had such a insecurity about being like, I can't ask them to pay for my Coachella ticket. Like, you know, (laughs) of like what I'm spending that money on. But now that I have a baby, I'm like, like, I need to get health insurance for my baby. Like, this is what I need to charge. Or, like, even doing shows when I ask if a spot is paid, it's like, because I have to pay for my babysitter. Like, and it's made me more confident. I wish I had that for myself when I was just a single woman of feeling that, like, mm-hmm. you know, enoughness. But it, it has been one of the cool offshoots from motherhood is I feel much more capable and I, I'm, like, making more money than I have before, but also just because I have to. Um, but yeah. it's it's a nice thing to feel and I, I wish I felt that before any any like destinations that you feel are perfect for young families mm, that's a good shout I'm trying to think um I mean this isn't like really what your question is but it's like where your family is like going to like visit your in-laws or like finding out if your in-laws are going to go to this trip and then like piggybacking on that trip like I think crashing that other people's vacations other people's vacations is a great young family destination is really I love nice. that and also like resorts like anything where it's like it's made for a family like it's not the sexiest it's not your like backpacking trip to Europe and cliff diving in Hawaii but it's like you know you can like lay back and chill it's like not exploration and learn but like be able to like take a load off and your kid has fun um 
I think the other thing is that, you know, early on we would waste a lot of money. We're like, we'll take them to like the zoo or the botanical gardens. And it's like 50 bucks to get in and you want to give them experience. And then they get there and they just want to like play with the outlet in the wall. Like at a certain point, it's like, you know, take a vacation to Santa Barbara, like go somewhere where it's like easy to drive, easy to have fun. Like if you're in California, go to San Diego. There's like a million like kid places. You can feel like you got out, but it's less stressful overall and less expensive for your family than like going to SeaWorld. You know what I mean? Like, I think saving some of those destinations for when they're older and they can appreciate it more is probably the move because I know we've done things where we've like spent money to go see something or do something and then it's like none of us are enjoying it like they don't care they're crying we have to leave early like that's another thing my husband says is like I'm guilty of assuming everything will go well and he's like plan like everything's gonna go wrong like plan your trip like if the kid gets sick and we're stuck in our hotel or our Airbnb the whole time do we like this Airbnb enough is there stuff to do locally are there restaurants like plan for the worst and I think you'll have the best time. You are like a hopeless romantic when it comes to your kid. Like you're like, oh, it'll go great. You're like optimistic, yes, and your totally. husband's like, it's all gonna be doom and gloom. And he's so usually just, right, unfortunately. I hope he doesn't listen to this because I've never let him hear me say that. But I'll block him from <laughs> yeah. everything. He won't know. This is a um, test if he so, if he hears this. I mean, do you feel like when you're traveling now, are you like, what about if a resort has like daycare or like has any kind of like, personally, I don't okay feel comfortable. Like, cause my kid's at an age where he can't really speak. So it's like, yeah. he can't let me know if something's like not right. He doesn't even know what it means if something's not right. So like, I'm too paranoid for that. I think nanny cams are great. You know, if you have the, the packing space, that's the other thing about driving. You don't have to limit yourself with what you can pack. So I think if you can take a driving trip, especially if you live in California, there's so many great road trips that you can take like going to Palm Springs is a good spot you know um but yeah I personally wouldn't feel comfortable I'd feel more comfortable with someone I trust like even maybe they're not the best babysitter they're not great with kids but I trust them and they love my family and I know that like after he goes to sleep I can trust them to hang and like text me if he wakes up crying like that that would be more my personal comfort level Mm -hmm. but I know friends who've used nanny systems where it's like Uh, you know, they're reviewed and they're vetted and it's like an app you download. But in my mind, I'm just like, if something fucked up happens, like it's too late. You know what I mean? Like even if they can tell you or express it or you can find it out later, it's just like, I don't want to, if anyone's going to fuck up my kid, I want it to be me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm sure I will, you know, you want it to be like the Heather branded. Yeah, exactly. But that probably shoots me in the foot sometimes. Like I'm sure it would be less stressful and it would be cool if there was some kind of like mommy network where moms could help each other, like find those people. And, and I think with the internet, like there is a lot of that, which is cool. But still, you don't know. It's It's scary. It's it's like, I will say that, like, obviously, this is a travel podcast. We want you to be traveling. But for the first few years of your kid's life, it might just be one of those things where you're not going to have the sexiest travel experiences. It might just be very practical travel yeah I will say when he was six weeks old we took him to the ace in Palm Springs which is known for being like family dog friendly whatever which is so weird because it's like it's like it turns into like a nightclub yeah it's like I I went there with my ex and like it was like a cool but that's the other thing I'll say is when they're really young they're actually very adaptable and like they're sleeping most of the day like when they can't even crawl you know yet like that's actually a good time to travel because it's like we could lay by the pool and put them on our chest and it was really good for our relationship to get out and remember that we could do that so I think it's like you know you can push yourself to to try things but it's hard to say it's like it's going to go different for everybody but I think there is travel has such a restorative quality of like getting you out of your element and feeling so refreshing and reminding you that you like to explore and that there's things you haven't experienced or seen or done yet and Oh, making myself want to go on a trip again. Okay, so where where would you go? Well, so I'm always lining up like road gigs, but I really want to go on a honeymoon. We got super gypped because we had like the last wedding before the pandemic. And oh, then we were right. stuck inside for like two years and we were like, I guess we'll have a baby now. And in theory, I was like, we'll leave the baby with the in-laws and we'll go away for two weeks. But now that I actually have the baby and I realize he has separation anxiety and he doesn't understand when I say like, see you tomorrow. <laughs> like, you know, it's we've been working up to it. So we took a trip to Portland, which was really fun for two nights. And we left him with our in-laws. Um, and I think we're like working our way up. But I do want to have like 
at least like, I don't know, four nights in Mexico feels like really doable to me where it's like, that's my personal way to travel is like, I don't want to feel like we are spending all our money in like fucking bougie Paris or something. Like I want to go like somewhere. I want to go to like Thailand and feel like a fucking queen, you know, like you want to go where your money goes far. Yeah. That's kind of my preference it's is so to just much feel like fun. a baller. I just went to Colombia and our dollar went so far. I got like filet mignon for, okay. Every time I tell the story, I shave off a dollar. Uh, of, like, like of I how got much it for it 10 cents. I got it. I got paid to eat the steak. Yeah, like that's I amazing. know, but it's truly like I. I think it really was like ten dollars for this like amazing filet mignon meat whole meal. Yeah, and I was like, this is so much more fun than if I was in a place like that. If I spent, if I this is more fun yeah. because it's because you get to feel cool because I'm like I feel like I'm like balling. I know that's my personal travel. I mean, there's a lot of places I want to go in, in theory, but we'll see what I actually get to do. I think also the other thing I told you is like I'll st- I'll go anywhere where I have a free place to stay. Like if someone's like. I have this guest house and whatever. I'm like, great. Like, that's like one of my rules of travel. But I also think you can be more, you can put that out there more, especially if you're someone who lives in LA. Like, this is a cool city that people want to live in. If you have a couch or a guest room and you let someone know like, hey, if you ever want to crash here. And and by the way, I see that you moved to Philly. I've always wondered what Philly is like or whatever. Like like a house swap. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't even have to be that in that very moment, but just knowing where your friends are at and taking advantage of seeing the world and also like letting someone see where you live if you live somewhere cool like I don't know I think it's a good it's a good excuse to go do you have like do you miss like the freedom of being able to just pick up and go um and like I miss the freedom of being able to stay and be stress-free like regardless of traveling having a kid really makes you long for the days when you got to be like super self-centered but I think the nice thing about having kids in your 30s is like I had so much time to be selfish that there's a relief that comes with not thinking only about yourself like I used to have so much time to like reread an email and like wonder if I sounded like an idiot and second guess myself and now it's like I don't have time to second guess myself as much and that part of it is nice um so it's a weird thing when you have a kid like it it feels like he's always been here but also like I know before he was I was like less anxious and less paranoid and then you have to weigh that like is this normal motherhood or is this like delayed postpartum like you know but I think it's also empowered me to take better care of myself because like it's easy to put yourself last but then you realize like you're setting an example so it's like if you don't if you don't take care of yourself, what kind of message are you sending? So I think it levels you up in a lot of ways. Also, it's like, you know, me and my husband were like staying in a one bedroom and it's like, now we have like a three bedroom with a yard and it's like for our kid, but it's also like nice for us to like have more space. And it just forces you to sort of, I think as women, we struggle with taking up space, but like, you know how it's like, you can stand up for your friend in a way that you can't stand up for yourself. Like that's what having a kid is like. Oh my God. That's amazing. I mean, it's horrible too. I don't want to paint just the nice side okay, of it. Okay, so what's horrible about it? Let's um, talk shit about your kid. Well, it <laughs> turns your relationship into like you're running a business. And even when you want to kill each other, you have to sort of get along for the sake of your kid. And it puts romance on the back burner. And um, it can take, you know, there's not a lot of spontaneity that's possible when you have a kid, especially in the beginning. Um I think for a lot of moms, they take time off of work. And then like in America, especially, we really define ourselves based on our work. So like for me, I was like really excited to get back to work because like I define myself as a comedian and like not having that outlet was like, who am I? Um, And also just not wanting to say no to things and having like only so many hours in the day. Or when I do go on these road gigs, I have so much mother's guilt. Like I'll Every time before I leave town, I look in the fridge and I realize I like haven't cooked in a week and I'll like roast a fucking chicken till 2 a.m. before my 6 a.m. flight because you just feel like mother's guilt is just real. Um, like you're not doing enough? Yeah, like I'm not doing enough or I'm prioritizing myself more than like time with my kid or, you know, time with your kid can be really challenging. Like, and it's about bandwidth. Like some days he's being horrible, but I have the bandwidth and I'm like, I could be with him for eight hours. And some days he's being fine. And 15 minutes in, I'm like, I need help. I need relief. Like, and you know, you have guilt about that, about how quote unquote good you are at it or what feels tedious about it. Like there's not a lot of like, bad moms or moms having difficult time with kids portrayed in the media um and so it feels socially like you're like is this supposed to be this hard like am I supposed you know and and that's what I try to do with my comedy is sort of like reveal some of that like that it's hard to be new at anything especially something where the stakes are so high so 
I think it is really, really challenging. And just, you know, sleep deprivation is a war tactic, you know, and just being able to be really flexible, like, like my husband says, like plan for the worst. It's like last night we were supposed to do a self tape for him. He's an actor and our kids having a sleep regression and he wants to sleep on us. And we like never got to do the self tape and he had to like go out and find a friend to do it. Just being able to like pivot on the fly or like so many parents will tell you, it's like, you'll leave for a trip to go you know, somewhere and like 10 minutes into the drive, it's like, nope, we're turning around and we're going home. Like, you know, <laughs> that you're just, you have to keep your expectations sort of low and like be able to roll with the punches is like a big element of it. Damn. You're doing Was so that birth control? <laughs> you are doing so good. <laughs> I came over to give you some birth control, Chelsea. Is it working? I am. I have an IUD that is so strong. It is. <laughs> it won't let anything in there. I'm having such a good time. I was thinking like, how am I going to talk no. about travel this whole time but you now are, no you're doing great we have some listener questions um but now i'm like this needs to be a three-hour episode we're just getting started oh no. honey if you've got more I, trust no, me no, I, have, i'm giving you the goods no i you are like i am so impressed because i you came like guns a blade well it's <laughs> your mom now you don't have time i don't have time i came in hot you don't have time to like pussyfoot you gotta get in and get out go back to your baby which by the way it's a sin i have not met him yet he's so cute i would love to he's very cute i mean i'm not surprised Mm -hmm. um if you've seen heather she's a little too hot to handle Mm -hmm. um but i'm very excited for you okay let's go to some i can't wait for you to have a baby and be trapped in this prison with me okay no i literally i will say that when i do have a kid we can be travel buddies and we'll go and do stuff because I that's what you need make other friends that have tiny babies and the same travel goals I'd say is a big tip yeah I mean I wonder if we need to start like a globe thotting like mom's travel thing yeah. I mean mom's gone mild you let's got- do it <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that uh might steal it okay we have one question from Christina have you ever used one of those elusive baby bassinets um that some airlines provide Wow. I've never, I didn't know that airlines provided that. I have seen an advertisement for like, if you have to do an overnight flight to like Australia, where it's like a bed that like they turns the seat into a bed. Um, but I'm cheap. I've always done the lap infant option where he just sits on my lap and we don't even buy him a seat. Do you have, what's the age where you two? Yeah, you have until he's two. So that's another tip. Like if you're into money saving, like travel a lot when they're under two, they, they can fly for free. They just sit on you the whole time. Yeah. Um, oh, but God. I do think like, can you I've, put them under the seat in front of you? Yeah. Like there's some kind of carry on. Can you like sedate them and put them under the plane like a dog? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think that it's like, this is my emotional support baby. Um, <laughs> no, I think I've personally never ventured to do an overnight flight because I'm afraid of how difficult that would be. But I think getting some kind of bed or bassinet would be nice. Um, or, you know, I don't know how single parents do it. It's really, really tough. I think traveling with a kid, you need help, like whether it's a friend or a family member or your partner like being able to pass that baby off to someone else when you need to pee like I've changed my son on airplanes when we've like hit turbulence and there's just pee everywhere and it's like it's a fucking like they give kids little wings when they fly for the first time they should give parents wings for like flying for the first time with a baby where do you change them they're changing tables over the toilets they come down shut up you just don't notice these things when you're single what yeah ew also what yeah Okay. Bring an extra outfit. Needless to say, <laughs> that's so much. And also, stuff I also have to pack with accessibility in mind. You know, like pack the things you're going to use on the flight last, which seems obvious, but it's like it's easy to forget that. No, to grab you want to yeah. be able to grab it quickly, but it's so much shit. It's so much have shit. to yeah. bring and yeah, like schlep around. Oh my God, it's exhausting. Okay, another question. Do you think it's best to book a baby their own seat okay we just talked about this I think if you can afford it why not especially if you're traveling three people because then you get the whole row and you can kind of like trap them between your legs and depends on their mobility I think when they're not walking or crawling you probably don't need it Um, and it also depends on the length of the flight but I think it's a personal preference thing it's always a luxury no one's going to be like no more space is bad but I don't think it's a necessity okay any tips on what to pack in a carry-on to make flight easier? Okay, you did talk about that, but any other... I'm trying to think. I mean, if you're mind? a parent who's down with screen time, download some episodes ahead of time of things that your kid likes. Miss Rachel. Miss Rachel. My kid's not crazy about Miss Rachel, but oh. he's very heavy into Danny Go at the moment. Danny Go? What's Danny Go? Danny Go looks like his dad. Um, he's just a guy who like does Dying. songs and stuff. But yeah, I think uh, toys they haven't seen, snacks... Uh, 
baby wipes for days. Yeah, I think that's it. Can we talk about periods when traveling abroad? I once had a flight get rerouted to Turkey and there were no tampons seemingly in the whole country. At least I couldn't find any. And ever since I've had period travel anxiety. So what are you doing? Are you scheduling around periods? Are you just like bringing a Costco supply worth of tampons? What are your travel tips around menstruation? Um, okay, amazing question. Just get pregnant so you don't have to deal. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, no, I I have definitely had like an unsavorly timed period. I think it's a go with the flow situation. I always have tampons with me in case. It depends on the person. Like mine's pretty regular so I can kind of know. I kind of like being on my period when I'm out of town away from my family. I feel like it's a good time to just bleed out and feel primal. <laughs> but if you're traveling with people that you want to be sexy with, I think it's about flexibility. You know, there's this comedian, Emily Catalano, and she has an amazing, hilarious bit about having to use her sock in a pinch. Um, it's a really great bit about like the red socks, all puns intended. But I think that's a really good summer camp trick is like always packing black socks because those can double as maxi pads god forbid if you need one make sure it's clean and that you're not just putting sweaty like yeah gym feet on but your usually you can get puss. tampons anywhere nowadays but like personally at home I like to free bleed when I can with those like think undies and stuff so when I travel that's what I mean about being flexible it's like I'm not bringing my fucking thinks undies that I need to like wash in a washer you know what I mean like true yeah so maybe the, the tip is have a few different options like if you do travel to a place where you just cannot find tampons maybe you're just gonna have to suck it up and be a pad girl um right. or if you are into those like period underwear pack one pair in case don't do it oh okay because what do you do with it after you use it put, you put it in your little laundry bag that you should everybody should have a laundry bag that's a good they have those for they, kids the wet bag where you can put stuff that's like wet and you know there's this thing called a scrub a bag which is a um washing machine on the go you basically mm. put things, oh i've heard about those those are good for like if you're if you're going camping with a baby yeah, I or think always have a tampon in your carry-on just in case maybe two or three especially if you know you're on a trip that could get rerouted or where there's like a stopover or something um otherwise you have to buy like 80 dollar tampons at the airport i mean i i mean i guess the question is what if you go to a place where there aren't any i guess you're just free bleeding and everyone's gonna have to fucking deal with it yeah, I think the only other thing I would say is it reminds me to, like, always bring Advil or Tylenol or ibuprofen. Bring something of that nature with you places. I talk about this so much. Like, almost every episode I mention this. But having a freaking kit. Yes. Have kit. a kit. Get your tampons in those kits. Get a kit, people. But I know, you know, there's the some best. women who have really horrible periods and stuff. And it's like, if you're that person, like, yes, plan your trip around that. Oh, my God. The worst thing that I, this is my worst period story. I lived in Uganda. I wasn't on birth control yet. And part of the reason I went on birth control is because my periods are so intense. Okay. And the pain is so unbearable. And I was living in Uganda and I was like living in a place where the only thing at the time that would make my periods less horrible was sitting in a hot bath. It's oh, the wow. only thing that would yeah. help. Nothing else would help. But I didn't have a bathtub or even a shower. Mm -hmm. I was showering in like a with like a bucket. Yeah. So I was in so much physical pain that I was taking oh. hot or like lukewarm water and just f splashing oh. it on myself trying to get the pain go away. So That's I so feel sad. you. It was very sad feel bad for me yeah um, i would also say that reminds me when you're traveling with a kid too that always request a room with a bathtub i used to do this when i was by myself too just because it's so nice when i'm on my period i'm more susceptible to utis and i'm a person who feels like i always get a uti on like a fucking sunday when i'm out of town and it's like no way to reach my doctor so you can ask your doctor i get like a backup set of antibiotics just in case they'll give you that yeah and uh because what you can do is you can take an at-home UTI test. And then if it comes out clear, they usually just prescribe – I mean, comes out that you have it, they usually just prescribe them. So you can just say, like, hey, this has happened to me on Saturdays. Can I, like, just have some in case? Um, and so I like to – I travel not just with, like, my supplements that I take, but I travel with any prescriptions that, like – I need occasionally because when you're traveling, your immune system can get worn down. So if you're prone to certain things, like that's often when they come up and I don't feel safe without like having antibiotics with me, even though I, I seldom use them. It's like more for like the peace of mind. Absolutely. I feel like I've gotten sick in every place I've ever been to in every way you can. Also, sometimes just sitting on a long haul flight, just sitting there will the make cold you cold air circulating like your vagina is just like upset it's about upset. it. It's a it's just and I try to eat healthy at the airport. I'll be like 
find the one place that does like a fresh squeezed orange juice. Like it can be hard to eat healthy when you're traveling, but I do it more for my immune system than for vanity of like just being like, okay, I'm about to like take a red eye. Like, you know? Yeah. Drink a ton of water. Water Make sure for you're days. just flushing all that shit out. Um, but yeah, in terms of period, just have like a kit and have all the stuff in there. Yeah. The kit thing is so real. Cause it's like, I think one of the biggest things that gives people anxiety about traveling is like, what happens if, and it's like, okay, what happens if have that thing I've, you know, you will, you might get sick. That's a very real possibility. You might hurt yourself. That's a, yeah. you know, have like band-aids, have echinacea, have counterattack, Bring have your vitamins, mask. have your, have, if you can't, if you're jet lagged, have stuff to help you go to sleep, have edibles. Yeah. Um, don't get caught. Don't go to <laughs> Russia with your edibles. Um, sure. have a sleep mat, like have all the things that you need in your little kit and just keep it in the bag. It's only for travel. You don't have to unpack it ever. Leave it in your suitcase. And no matter what happens while you're traveling, you'll have it. And I feel like as a mom, it's the same thing. If you'll have it for your kid. Yeah. Like if your kid is so unpredictable that like you kind of need everything. Double up on it's like I'll just bring his sunblock. Like I can use his sunblock. You know, like if your kid needs a special kind of like body wash, like bring the baby body wash and you use the baby body wash this weekend. Like make your life easy. You don't need to have like the kid set and the adult set. Um, are there any like brands, any like baby brands or like items or whatever? Like, I'm just, I'm really harping on this because I feel like people need like products. Yeah. They like the names of products. Anything that you're like, I would die without this. Mm, you know, to be honest, I feel like there's so many versions of so many things, but like there are classics where it's like, I bought like fancy fucking diaper cream and then it like stings him when he's irritated. And it's like, just use Vaseline like keep it simple like there are certain things where it's like this has worked for a million years like I love traveling with Vaseline because it's like if he gets a cut you put it on if you need diaper cream you put it on if it's lotion you put it on it like you want things that are just easy I've lately been into the diaper brand that's d-y-p-e-r they're not um super cheap as far as diapers go but they're comfy and they're environmentally friendly they like decompose a lot faster than other diapers so I really like those um I also like traveling with right now we do diapers but we also do the slip-on training pants because he's like gotten to a point where he hates diaper changes so that can help when he's like doesn't want to lay down for a change and you just like slip it on like pants um god there's so much shit 600 brands of everything the other thing I will say (laughs) I really like I have a diaper bag and it's called a petunia pickle bottom bag and it's a really great travel bag because it's got it looks like a black backpack and then you unzip it and it's got a changing foam changing taper that comes out with like velcro you can take it off like it's the best diaper bag out there you can machine wash it so that was a gift I got from my auntie and that was like a cool like if someone close to me has a baby, I'll probably hit them with one of those because that was a great one. And also if your baby's young enough um, and you don't need the travel crib, they have travel bassinets and they, you find one that folds up with a handle on it. What I used to do is I would take the travel bassinet. It folds in two like a handle. So the baby sleeps in it at night in the bed, either next to the bed or, you know, in the bed between you, but it's like, they've got their own little bassinet space. And then when I was on the flight, I fold it up. It's got a handle and I would shove it full of diapers. So I would, that would double as a diaper bag. You're a genius. Did you like research this shit or are you just going with it? No, and you're like finding what's like, working. I'm trying to make my life easy. I want to carry less. I'm, I've always been a person, even in college, I was known for never carrying a purse and I would slip my wallet and my phone into my boots. And I still do that to this day. Like, because I'm just a person, I'll forget something somewhere. I have never gone out of town and came back with all my sunglasses. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I deeply do. I love that. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about your, about your special? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, so I just released a special. It's called Slay at Home Mom. It's out for free now on my YouTube. It's only 15 minutes. I'm just trying to get as many eyes on it as possible. Um, It's about being a new mom, but also just about everything. Like, I hope that it'll bring people joy who are new parents, but also just anyone who's had the audacity to be new at something, because that's, like, what it's really about. Um, And... I'm going to be dropping some Slay at Home Mom and Slay at Home Dad merch later this week. Some t-shirts, some coffee mugs. Those have been selling really well at shows, but now you can get them online too for that very special Slay at Home Mom or Dad in your life. And um, yeah, I'm just hoping to release more and more clips from this the stand-up over the course of like the next month. And it's been a lot of fun. And uh, all my things are, are on my website, on my link tree, and whatever the kids are using these days. I'm excited for you. That's so cool. Do you have one last thing, like anything you want to say to a new mom who's like just, or new dad, new parents, new 
anything. Yeah, everyone feels bad at this. One thing that I think <laughs> someone helped, told me that was really helpful is like um, focus on, you know, we it's so easy to focus on what's not going well. Make sure you're spending as much time, if not more, on what's going right. One thing that really helped me and my husband in the beginning is there's so much fighting about like you doing, I want you're doing it wrong. You do it my way and da, da, da. And it's really easy to feel underappreciated. It's like any time during those times, like you cannot do enough of sitting down and telling each other what the other person is doing well, what you appreciate about them. That goes such a long way for both of you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so any day where you're like, fuck, I feel like I fucked up. He bonked his head and I was, you know what I mean? Like also give yourself the grace to go, okay, but what went well today? Well, I didn't lose my temper when when he screamed for a half hour straight. You know what I mean? Like just try to balance out the the self-criticism and all of those societally ingrained things that tell you you're supposed to be perfect at it because like nobody is. And also it's okay to not be great at everything or to, you know, have, have a challenge with something or need to grow into this new role. Amazing. Where can people find you? HelloPasternak.com. I'm HelloPasternak on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. That's, that's me, baby. Come find, find her, me. Go Come watch her show. Come go hang watch her out. She's so cool. Um, everyone's going to be the biggest fan of their knowledge. Did I ask you enough about you or have you already told everyone all your travel tips? Um, they hear me every week. What do so. you have going on? Where can we find you? Oh, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week on Globe Thotting. <laughs>